KTCK AM Dallas Fort Worth, KTCK FM Flower Mound, a Cumulus Media Station. The following program is furnished by Inside Sports Medicine Associates LLC and is responsible for its content. It's time for Inside Sports Medicine on Sports Radio 967 and 1310 The Ticket with your host, Dr. Tio Soriao, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Get your sports medicine questions ready and call 888-787-1310. Good Saturday morning, everyone. Shaping up to be a beautiful long weekend. Good morning. I'm your host. Welcome to Inside Sports Medicine. T.O. Soriel here. Brad Ballard sitting across from me. The gang's on the other side of the glass. Jonathan and Jay. Morning. Scott's in Brussels. 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 Remind me to get back to that. Hmm. This is your sports medicine current events show where the topics are ripped right off of the sports desk. Over the next hour, you're going to be informed, entertained, and hopefully learn something new. You will have the opportunity to call in at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to give out the number a couple of times. We have a lot to get to on this stunningly gorgeous Saturday morning in North Texas. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Very, very flattered. You know, we're two doctors that have very busy practices at Texas Sports Medicine. We've been doing this Saturday morning thing now. Well, I've been doing it for 22 years. Brad's been doing it for 12. And uh, I had a radio guy in the office the other day. And he said, uh, is your radio show thing a hobby? And I said, well, I've never described it like that, but I guess it is. Mm -hmm. Because we're not radio people. Mm-hmm. We have some experience behind the mic. When you do it for so long, you do get comfortable behind the mic. But uh, we don't do the typical radio things that people do if this was our career. Mm-hmm. We we don't. Um, maybe we should. Maybe we should have a uh, meet and greet somewhere and have a yeah. remote and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, at the office. Anywhere. Yeah. Just Just kind of fun to get some feedback. And so... Speaking of feedback, if you're accustomed to watching us either live or delayed on our Facebook Live page, I have somehow something has happened to me. Doc's in Facebook jail. I'm in jail. Doc's in Facebook jail. And I don't know why. I don't. I've never said anything. I. You've never said anything. Well, but, can't. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, no, I, I, I don't comment on Facebook other than every once in a while if we have a best of. Your account's been disabled. My account's been disabled, and I don't know why. So if people have something to say to me, I can't see it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I'll keep you updated because uh, so be- I'm still because Johnny- I'm still on the other side of Facebook jail. I'm not. I'm, I can see what's going on. Well, good. So yeah, the only the only things that I have written on our Facebook page um, were to let people know we're going to have a best of, and that was because Jay Bond got mad at me one day because I didn't Because <laughs> he woke up really, really early one day, and it was a, it was a best of, and it, it upset him. So Shout out to Jay. Shout out to Jay. Um, 
I was not planning to watch the Miami Boston game last night. Mm-hmm. But it's a good series. I uh I decided to check the score out on my phone and it was tied like with a minute to go. Mm-hmm. And I thought, ooh, I'm gonna turn this on. Yeah. And um Miami did what they had to do. They yep. they won in Boston. Now yep. they forced game seven in Miami. Yep. And as you know, when we talk about game seven in any sport, anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen, but it sure does help to have it at your home court. Yeah, and they've some of the guys have been beat up uh, this oh. series, right? Like guys have had to sit out a game or two. I think Lowry was hey, hurt. He had a hammy, but he came back last night. And, and I think Butler w- was hurt. Like guys have been beat up in this series, but I can tell you this: we talk about Game Seven and risk versus reward. Oh yeah. Oh, you're gonna play. You're playing. You're playing. If you can walk, you're playing. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, this is uh, it, it, it's it's fun to watch Game Seven, but but I'll tell you this: this gives Golden State a huge advantage. Oh yeah, yeah. even if they don't need the advantage, yeah. this gives them an advantage. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. That's a pretty solid limb. I'm not worried about falling off this limb. I think Golden State's gonna win Game One, regardless of who they play. Yeah, yeah. well. I think it's Golden State's championship to lose it personally, is. but every 24 hours is that much more time to rest. And you know, and, and you treatment. and you know what I'm talking about. Oh, like, yeah. In the playoff, a 24 hour period is huge in terms of being able to rest. If somebody can get a day's worth of rest, oh my gosh, that's extraordinary. Particularly in the playoffs, whenever they're you know games, you know every other night. So I was telling my friends. Um, the other night about the logistics of a seven game series and the travel involved. Mm -hmm. So with the Mavericks, I've been involved in many of those. And what happens is the way the NBA does it is the first two games are at the home team. Then the next two games are on the road team. Mm -hmm. And then you alternate one, one, one. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of travel, it the is. one one one. Yeah, yeah. And it's typically every other night. So it was not at all unusual, let's just say after a game in Portland, for both teams to get on buses, follow each other to the airport. Mm-hmm. Both teams get on their prospective jets, whether it was a charter or whether it was the Mark Cuban's jet. Mm-hmm. Both teams to fly to Dallas, land in Love Field, get on another set of buses. The Mavericks people go to their home. The Portland people go to the hotel. And then 24 hours later, you, re- you repeat that. Wow. So, you know, you, you take off basically one plane after the other. You land one plane after the other. It, that, that wears you out. Oh, it's a lot of moving parts, man. Because let's just say the game's over in Portland at, I don't know, 1030 Pacific. Yeah. That's late. Yeah. And then by the time you get to your home, it's cracking. It's Five in the morning. Yeah, and then it's it's back at it next day. Exactly. You know, there's hardly any time for practice, if any. I think they have walkthroughs, and they have basically we're going to run this play if they do that, that sort of thing. But it's it's there's no time to rest. As you're talking about that, I'm just trying to to fathom the amount of mental endurance oh, yeah. and focus that you have to have. You, you know, so like. <clears throat> Obviously, the Mavs, unfortunately, 
you know, they they just lost the series against Golden State. But you and I were talking about this. Golden State's been here. Like it's it's not it's not a thing for them for what we're talking about. Travel one day, go here, go there. Like Clay, Steph, and Draymond, like they're like we've been here. They have championship. Six of the last eight years. Six of the last eight years they've been in the Western Conference. Oh, the finals or Western Conference? They've been the finals six of the last eight years. NBA finals. That's impressive. That's absolutely impressive that Golden State's been in six out of the last eight years. But, I mean, when you you look at it, like, their guys on the Mavs, who this is their first time playoffs, this deep in the playoffs, you know, and they're trying to wrap their head around what's going on when those guys, they don't, like, that's on automation in the back of the, this is like, it's, it's work to be done. What I was telling you a minute ago about the travel, the there, there, there kind of thing, they've done it before. For a lot of teams, this is the first time around. Look, I, I have to give Jason Kidd and the Mavs tremendous credit for getting as far as they did. Nobody thought they'd get this far. Um, I I I love Jay Kidd. I've I've actually said this before. Uh, when he won Rookie of the Year, he made a point to. He actually shared it with Grant Hill. He he made it a point to walk through the locker room with his trophy in his hand, come up to me and said, "Thanks, Doc. You know, I couldn't have made it without you." Mm-hmm. That you don't hear that from too many players. You know, yeah. they, they it's just because our job is assumed that that's what we do. Yeah. But uh, ever since that day, and he was a rookie. I've I've always held him in tremendous respect. And I'll tell you, we wouldn't have won the 2011 championship without Jake Kidd. Yeah. His stability in the backcourt. Yeah. That was that was fantastic. All right, so lots of sports medicine to get to. Um a little bit of cowboy sports medicine. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Zion Williamson. <laughs> what? <laughs> what what a silly thing he said. If we were if if we went to game 7, I would have played. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Inside Sports Medicine coming right back. Inside Sports Medicine with Dr. Tio Soriel, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Dr. Soriel's comments are meant for informational and educational purposes only and not as a treatment. His comments are not a substitute for a visit with your doctor. And now, Dr. Tio Soriel. Welcome back to Inside Sports Medicine. I get all kinds of grief from my friends that this song's on my Soriel Top 10 playlist, and I'm proud of it. Was this Cranberries? Cranberries. Anytime a song is in a commercial, you know it's good. Mm-hmm. That's, the way I, that's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Inside Sports Medicine. We're going to talk a little bit of sports medicine right now. Brad Ballard, T.O. Soriel, Jonathan, and Jay. Um, should I take this phone call right now? Because that's a quick question. Yeah, go ahead. I'll answer it. Hey, um, let's go to the phones real quick. Good morning. You're on Inside Sports Medicine. Are you Are you chief? Yes. Yes, I am. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, you know, last season, uh, Rick Carlisle, he played, he played Boban a little bit between him and Porzingis. And, uh, he may play him six minutes a game at the most. 
and it seemed, for lack of a better term, it seemed like he was, like he was uh, active. Right. I didn't want to go as far as effective, but he was active. Mm-hmm. And so this season with under Jason Kidd, I don't think he had any minutes on the floor. And so I was just wanting to see if, if either of you was aware of a condition or something with that maybe would have prevented Jason Kidd from uh, putting him in the lineup. Well, I don't have any inside information on that, and, but I'm, I'm going to speculate. Um, I don't think so. I, I don't think that there's a medical restriction on him. I think perhaps this is a coaching philosophy. Yeah. Perhaps this is a – Doesn't fit, maybe. I, I think it's a coaching decision, to be honest with you. But I, I agree with you. When he played last year, even if it was for five or six minutes, he was very effective. Um, now, as as we all know, he's got a big body. And with a big body like that, there are stresses that we have to be looking for and uh, hopefully try to avoid them. So while I'm not aware of any current condition, uh, I don't know that someone like Boban can give you 20 minutes a game. I just don't know that he's physically capable of doing that. But the short answer, I know that was a long-winded answer, but the short answer is I think it was a coach's decision. I agree. Thanks for the call. Okay. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, I thought that that would be a a, a good quick call to go to. Mm -hmm. Uh, So – Let's go back to the sports medicine thing for a minute. But as we typically do, we try to tie it in with injuries or ailments that you guys listening might go through. So off the air, Brad and I were chuckling a little bit that Zion Williamson was cleared for full activity. Yesterday. After the season's over. What's going on? Yes. What's going on? Uh, That's an unusual statement. Um, Most of the time, once we do exit physicals, and and again, peeling the curtain back, the reason all teams, all pro teams do exit physicals uh, so that we can plan out during the summer Mm -hmm. if there are things that need to be done. For example, if there are tests that we've been putting off, if there are procedures that we've been putting off if there th- that is the time to plan it during the summer so that uh when the season starts you're ready one of the things that always ticked me off a little bit as a team doc and I will tell you it never happened with us it did not happen with us when I was taking care of the Mavs but in the last month of the summer break somebody'll have a surgery what Why'd you wait this? Why'd you wait so long? Right. If you would have had it done in April, or you had it done the day after the season's over, you'd be ready now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's always kind of always rubbed me the wrong way. But to release Zion Williamson the day after the season's over, the week after the season's over, I, I don't know what the point of that is, other than PR. Got to be because it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like. That doesn't hold a lot of um, importance, right? I mean, because the season's over, he's not going to be playing. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, he may play some summer ball, but I mean, but the intensity is different, right? And and that's not even going to start until after the July, right? Yeah. So to say it like we were talking about before, 
is only for the New Orleans fans and everybody else to kind of feel a little better about the fact that he's been out for a while and that maybe answer some of the questions of, is he going to come back? You know, what's going on? And to give everybody the warm and fuzzies. Because when I saw that, you know, he's cleared. I'm like, the season's over. What yeah, are we talking about? Yeah, it, it is that it is an unusual move. Uh, and but but it does bring up the sports medicine topic of well, what was wrong with him? Why did it take so long? What's wrong with Tim Hardaway Jr.? Why is that taking so long? What well, what happened to, you know, Kevin Durant 5 years ago? Mm-hmm. So the metatarsals are the bones in your foot. So the way we taught the medical students is the metacarpals are in the hand, the metatarsals are in your foot. And the way you remember that is you clap with your hands, you tap with your foot. So a metatarsal fracture actually happens more frequently than you can imagine. The one that's a bit unique is the fifth metatarsal, which is the little toe one. Mm -hmm. And it seems to happen way more often than the other metatarsals. And... I was explaining to somebody why that is such a unique injury because that particular bone doesn't have a great blood supply to begin with, but it also has forces pulling on it in two different directions. Mm -hmm. So there's a tendon on the outside part of your ankle that inserts right at the base of that fifth metatarsal, and it's constantly pulling, 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 pulling. But when you step and your weight goes on that foot, it's all, the forces are pushing, 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 pushing. So if you have a fracture in an area that has a push-pull, it has a hard time to heal, especially if there's not much of a blood supply. Now, having said that, 95% of them will heal uneventfully. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Um, some don't. And because there is that uncertainty... The majority of the time, if you're a healthy young athlete, if you have a fifth metatarsal fracture, we'll put a screw in it. We put a hardware in it. And and the purpose of the screw is to try to mitigate some of the stresses that are put on it. But there are some where even if you do that, they still don't heal. Mm-hmm. Roddy Boubois played mm-hmm. for the Mavs. I did it. Did did it broke again. Mm-hmm. Um I suspect that maybe that's what was going on with Zion, why it's taking him so long. Yeah. I'm purely speculating. I don't know. Um, his weight doesn't help. His weight does not help because that makes the forces even higher. Yeah. But I've learned early in my career that I give fifth metatarsal fractures tremendous respect. <laughs> it looks innocuous. I mean, if yeah. you look at the x-ray, it's just a little line. Yeah, yeah. So wait a second. Why does that not heal? Yep. Well, doesn't heal for all those reasons I just gave you. And so I made a comment. This this is still a a raw area, by the way. Mm -hmm. So when Kevin Durant was with Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, um, NBA.com, which is a website that was sponsored by the league, um, asked me to comment. Interview. Mm -hmm. Hey, what's a a Jones fracture? What happened? And I I did. Mm -hmm. I I gave an interview. And I got in trouble for that 
Oklahoma City complained because I was the Mavericks doctor talking about their players. Oh, I see. You were you were currently Mavs yeah. physician. Yeah. 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 And, I, and, and I really didn't say anything out of the order. In fact, I complimented him. I said, you know, Oklahoma City has one of the better medical staffs in the league and he's in good hands, blah, blah, blah. But they complained anyway. <laughs> um, yep. So Kevin Durant had it. This is probably one of the more common foot injuries yeah. that – that we come across, and the majority do just fine. Ninety-five percent do just fine, but, but it takes time. Well, and that five percent, you, you, I can line them up, and I can't tell you who's going to be what. Yeah. So I don't know Tim Hardaway Jr.'s injury. I don't but, either. But the first thing we think about is a fifth metatarsal uh, stress fracture, because we know the amount of time it takes to heal, and it's, you know, it. it like you said, some of them just don't turn the corner as fast as you'd like them to. Yeah. So anytime there's this kind of indistinct, why is somebody out? It's a foot injury. We think about that. Yeah. Um, well, it just looks so innocent. Yeah. It's one of those injuries that that looks so innocent. And yeah. and sometimes it starts off as a stress fracture. Yeah. And then it you know becomes complete. Um, Cowboys sports medicine. Mm. Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Coming. Looks great. <laughs> Uh, that was what Jerry Jones said. That yeah, somebody said he looks great. Yeah, so he was uh, McCarthy. Coach said he looks great. So he was bothered by a foot injury. Uh, Jonathan, yes, uh, too late. We missed it. He was bothered by a foot injury. I mean, uh, did I say foot? I was distracted. Knee, knee injury last year. Yeah, and this this kind of indistinct knee issue. I don't think he was ever like. Well, <clears throat> they never died, uh, disclosed what the At, knee until later. Until later, yeah, right? He had a PCL, posterior cruciate ligament injury. Um, again, big ligament about the size of your thumb. It's in the back of the knee. Relatively frequent problem in the NFL, mm -hmm. and most of the time we don't we don't do surgery on that. Yeah, not career ending. Yep, we yeah. we kind of let it go. And um, look, I, I'm happy that he's doing great, and he did not have to have reconstructive surgery. I was about to say, was was he surgical? Nope. Did they? No. Um, I, I do not believe, I'm pretty sure he did not have surgery. But this is one of those things, again, makes everybody feel good. Yeah. Hey, listen, Ezekiel looks good, you guys. You know, the knee was bothering him. Let me, let me just, you know, the questions that you have, let me just make everybody feel a little, little better by saying, hey, he looks good before the season even starts. So sports medicine secrets. Remember 10 years ago we had a show called Sports Medicine Secrets and I listed all the things. Uh, sometimes these press releases are not really for anybody's benefit other than the press. Oh, yeah. So that you stop asking questions. Mm -hmm. So Zion, he's released. Stop asking questions. Yeah. There was another little, <clears throat> I'm not going to say it was a trick, but, it. well, maybe it is a trick. And we didn't do it, but I know some teams do it. He'll be reevaluated again in three weeks. We all know that's BS. Yeah. He'll be reevaluated every day. He's going to be reevaluated every single day. But that's. Don't ask. Don't ask questions. until three weeks. Yep. Leave us alone until then. Yep. Um, Got a caller? Yeah, I'm trying to read it because it's kind of far away. Uh, should I take it now or should I wait? All right. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on Inside Sports Medicine. What's up? 
You got me? I got you. We got you. Okay, so my question is, and this especially pertains to running backs, do you see a day where high school seniors don't play don't play at all their senior year football? They'll play freshman college and maybe their junior year, or they don't play senior high school and just play sophomore year in college, and that's it because – we, I think we know how many rushes a running back can have, but when I watch these highlights of these guys in high school and college running for 5,000 yards, are they taking time off their career? And do you see a day where basically you play a couple of years in high school and one year in college and that's it? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, but it brings several things to mind to me. Now, this is just my opinion and what I'm, I'm – in terms of how I see the position. I think we've started to see that, you know, back in the day it used to be that, dude, you had to have this stud running back, like, you know, for a great offense. And now we're starting to see, like, running back by committee may be a a pretty good deal. Now, having said that, I don't know if it'll ever get to the point where it'll trickle down to, to high school where they take less reps, but... To answer your question, you know, is it affecting them the more rushes they have? Uh, I would say yes, simply because the more times that you rush, the more exposure you get to potentially get injured. Um, but I don't know if it'll ever trickle down that far to where they limit the amount of of rushes that they take in high school or college uh, because it's affecting them, you know, in the league. I don't know if it'll ever get to that point. Well, James, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, Sorry, Al, here. It's a really good question, and you're way ahead of your time. You're way ahead of your time. But I'm thinking along the same lines that you are. So we've been talking about this name, image, and likeness thing now for a while and how it's affecting the future of college sports. I think college sports has just turned pro. That's just my opinion. I think it just turned uh-huh. pro. And if if that's the case, then there's probably going to be a salary cap, so to speak, and that sort of thing so that you don't have, you know, big schools with deep uh, pockets, you know, getting all the good players. Yeah. But I also believe that what you said is true. And, and yeah, there may be a time where if you're a real star running back in high school, that you might want to pace yourself knowing darn well that you're going to be going to a school with the deepest pockets. I, I see that slippery slope. We are now on that slippery slope. However, there's like Brad said, it, it's kind of a fine line. You, know, you need to showcase your talents. Right. You, you, know, you, know, you need to run for 1,000 yards so that they're interested in you, but you don't want to run for 2,000 yards so that you wear yourself out, I, I, I and, think and you're at, way ahead of your time, And, and at that age, these guys feel invincible. I mean, think about it. I, 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 think about when, <laughs> I think about whenever I was in high school. I mean, I mean, it was all about reps, man. I mean, it was all about, yep. you know, I mean, nothing stopped me. I didn't feel like anything could stop me, so why am I going to decrease any 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 repetition you know what i mean yeah they don't they can't see that far ahead you know we we look in hindsight 
you know, I, when I see some of my athletes, I think about myself and I tell them, look, you can't, you know, you got to stop putting it in as many reps, but they're like, I'm ready to go. But what about Arch Manning? If you're him, don't you just play freshman, a little bit of sophomore and call it quits? Look, maybe. May, look, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is at, at some point, this is a math equation that is centered on dollars. I, that, that's just my opinion. I, I yeah. think college has changed dramatically. That Arch Manning, they say that he's probably the best of all the Mannings. Yes. And if he's, and if, well, and if there's a name, image, and likeness thing, oh, dude, then he's going to go to the highest bidder. And if I'm going to go to the highest bidder, why am I going to expose my knees to an injury in a meaningless game? Oh, I, I get it. This is, we are in the middle of the slippery slope. And Arch Manning's in a very unique position, right? Because, in essence, they've said he's already proved himself to be extraordinary, right? And he's got a lineage of, of you know, quarterbacks. And his, so it, for Arch Manning, yeah, to me it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go and, and, <laughs> and play. For your typical running back who's maybe trying to decide between which schools, I, I don't know. And when you're talking – why are we talking about this on this particular show? Because this is the heart of sports medicine. This is all the risk-reward equation that I've been talking about for 35 years. The, what is the risk of playing that senior year in high school if you've already got it made versus the reward of what – I mean, this is – this is I don't like it. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like this. <laughs> but you, you're way ahead of your time. What do you do? Oh, I'm a retired police officer. Well, you're, you, you ought to be a coach. Or an agent. <laughs> well, you know what? You could you could say the same thing with NBA players on dunks. Yep. If you if you got an easy breakaway, lay it up. Yep. Easy. I I I'm just I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking like that. That's all. Well, well that's I, what the old school guys did. Well, I they think, laid it up. I think there's going to be something to be said for durability and longevity for athletes because I see so many overuse injuries of guys who have knees that look like a 30-year-old vet in the NBA because their tendons are worn out already at the age of 16, you know, 16, 17. We didn't see this 20 years. We ago. didn't. And so, you know, uh you know, the 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 best ability is availability, and I think we're going to start seeing that more as as people start wearing themselves out with more repetitions, you know, er, early in their, you know, high school and college careers. Thanks, yeah. bud. That's a great call well, by I the way. Guys- great call. All right, quick little break. Inside Sports Medicine coming right back. Inside Sports Medicine with Dr. Tio Soriel, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Dr. Soriel's comments are meant for informational and educational purposes only and not as a treatment. His comments are not a substitute for a visit with your doctor. And now, Dr. Tio Soriel. Welcome back. Inside Sports Medicine, T.O. Suriel, Brad Ballard. Shifting gears, I did an interesting case this week that's been hovering for oh several years. So, patient of mine, he's now 36, he's a pilot, uh, and he's based 
outside of Philadelphia. And he was reminding me yesterday in pre-op that I took care of him when he was 12. Mm. 12. And he said his kid now is 12. Mm -hmm. And he stuck with me now for, what is 36 minus 12? 24 years? Mm. Unbelievable. It's good math. <laughs> for so, for Saturday morning, but he's got his coffee this morning. I got that my was a, that was a that was a morning. He that, didn't have his coffee. That was good math. Uh, quick math. So he uh, exertional compartment syndrome is very difficult to diagnose. So bottom line, it has to do with the calves and your legs and your shins. Usually takes on average at least a year for someone to yep, get to it diagnosed. Make the diagnosis. Yeah. So you exert yourself. You run. Typically, it's running. And the muscles swell, and there's no room for them to swell, so you get pain. And as soon as you stop running, within 20, 30 minutes, the pain goes away. And uh, it's everything is, everybody calls it shin splints, but it really isn't. Right. Anyway, so it's hard to diagnose. You, you, you kind of have to hear the story over and over again. And then uh, you have to do it, well, you don't have to. You do compartment pressures. So, which is not a great test. Brad yeah. Brad does it, and he's really good at it. Um, you stick a pressure monitor needle into the compartment, and you measure the pressure. Yeah, not the most fun experience for the patient, but yeah, I can't imagine that's comfortable. Anyway, and and the treatment is, unfortunately, either you quit running, or you know we try all the conservative measures: wear a sleeve, wear a cushion in your shoe, blah blah blah. But usually, it's surgical. And what you do surgically is you kind of give them more room. So you, the four compartments in the leg, you just kind of release them by incising them to give them more room. And what what I was telling Brad yesterday is that that's kind of a hairy surgery because you, you're introducing a sharp instrument. Yeah. Right next to nerves, vessels, arteries, and 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 yeah. releasing it. I mean, this it's surgery. It's not. Well, and, uh, this and, is full out surgery. And it's it's kind of hairy surgery just yeah. from the anatomy standpoint. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like an ACL where I'm nowhere near the vessels. Right. But um, Rob Bergmeier was helping me yesterday, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, "You're one of the few guys that does this." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, well, nobody does them anymore because the reimbursement is so low. Mm, mm, and I never mm. really considered that. It just I thought, I'm a sports doc. This is a sports injury. I, right. I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. And then I checked out the reimbursement. Mm, mm, mm. Don't even say it. Brad, I'm going to venture to say that your dinner last night cost more than you get reimbursed for a compartment I, release. I, I, that was, now, you going to get so, me fired up, Doc? Well, so, so it. I don't want to go to the business of medicine now. I really don't. We've been doing a pretty good job of avoiding it for the last uh, few months because it does make me feel uncomfortable. But at what point do you do as a surgeon make the risk-reward equation tilt more towards risk than reward? Yeah. And I think with compartment syndrome, that's where we are. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why people don't do them anymore. So yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Mrs. Jones. I I, I can't help your daughter because I don't do that surgery anymore. Well, why don't you do that surgery anymore? Because um, because it 
it costs more for me to do than it does. Well, the risk is great. Right. You're, you're you're risking an injury to a nerve. You're nerve risking an injury to a vessel. You're you're taking a huge risk. Yeah. To do the compartment release. Yeah. For. For for nickels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Th- yeah, I mean, it almost like I said, it almost costs you more to do the surgery than it does for what you get reimbursed for it. Look, at at some point, and back in the olden days, we used to get reimbursed for the risk. Mm. If you're going to do open heart surgery, yeah, and someone was going to possibly die on the table, yeah, oh, you 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 got reimbursed for taking the risk. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, and so um, I don't know. I didn't want to go there, but but I I do want to talk about the. But I did want to talk about exertional compartment syndrome, and that was the first time that. I was made aware when Rob Bergmeier told me, he goes, you know, you're one of the few docs that does this. And that I said, still, well, that still do it. And I said, well, wait, so if the sports docs don't do it, who does them? He goes, I don't know. Mm. I, it, it's again, risk reward equation. And we, we live it. It's, I tell my patients, what's the risk of taking an Advil versus the risk of the benefit that it gives you, the reward of the benefit it gives you. Well, the same thing on the surgery side, what's the risk of doing this procedure to my career Versus the reward in 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 the form of reimbursement. Anyway. I'm so curious to know how insurance companies determine what the reimbursement is for a certain procedure. It's random. It's absolutely. I, freaking I, I would random. be love. I'd love to know and be a fly on the wall when they say, "Hey, look, compartmental compartment pressure release." What are, what are we gonna? What are we gonna? That's, that's what it is, by the way. Six hundred and fifty. Right. What are we gonna? What are we gonna reimburse for this, guys? And by the way, it's huge incisions. I mean, this is oh, no, not no, no, arthroscopic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this no, no. Is, yeah. This is huge it's incisions. Open. Yeah. It, it, I, I told the patient. I said it takes me longer to close the incisions than it does to do the procedure. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I mean, yeah, I look. I, the answer to your question, Brad, is it's it's random. Random. It's just random. I. I it makes no. When you come up with something revolutionary like uh, disc replacement surgery, mm-hmm. so Scott Blumenthal, who's frequently on the show, was one of the innovators in disc replacement surgery 20 years ago, did the initial FDA study. And for years, they had to battle with the insurance companies to get paid for it. It's better than a fusion. Uh, it's it it's preserves motion. Uh, you know, if, if it was your wife or your son, that's what the procedure you want and it's safe, et cetera, et cetera. And so after th- three years of lobbying insurance companies, you know what they did? They said, all right, we'll cover it, but we're going to pay a thousand dollars. Doc, you about to make me walk out of here. I'm just, t- uh, I'm c- just come telling on, you, this come is, on. this is, <laughs> I, mean, I think people need to know that. <laughs> So hold you're, up, so you're hold telling up, me up, that up, I'm going to put hold a hammer up, and a chisel next to your spinal cord. Your neck. Your neck. I'm open up your neck. And and do this, and that's the reward? Anyway. All right. Quick little that's break. Me, mm-hmm. Inside Sports Medicine coming back. I promise we're not going to do any more business. On Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. Are you going to watch the Champions League today? 
blank what? look. The blank what? look on his face. The what? <laughs> the what? Are you going to watch the Champions League final today? Huh? I knew that that was the response I was going to get. <laughs> I, I absolutely <laughs> knew that that was the response I was going to get. Uh, I gave you exactly what you wanted because you knew I was going to be like, what? I know. <clears throat> yep. So. Uh, but I, I am aware, but I don't know who's in it. Uh, We're talking soccer. Yep. Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Two heavyweights. Uh. Two, uh, where is it? Uh, it's always at a neutral site. Any, guy, uh, any idea behind the glass where the Champions League is being played today? trying to find out right now all right great so yeah so I, I i grew up playing soccer and i'm a huge soccer fan and and that level of soccer is mind-blowing even if it's a one nothing game the quality what well, you and i covered uh Oh Ro- yeah, when Roma and uh, Real Madrid Real Madrid played. Yeah, they came in town. It was an exhibition match. You and I were three feet away from Ronaldo. That's right, and Bale and all these other guys. Yeah. yeah. So one thing that impressed me about these guys when I saw them that up close and per- they're big, dude, dude. <laughs> they were big. <laughs> they're they're tall. They're strong. Yeah, and they move like lightning. Yes, I was. I did not expect that. My my vision of soccer players were like Messi. Yeah. You know, he's five foot five and he, you know, yeah. runs around like a, 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 a bee. Yeah. But wow, Ronaldo's big. No, yeah, yeah. Bale is big too. The, the other sport that, that I had that feeling too is hockey. Yeah. Dude, oh, these, I know. When, when, when the guys off of the skates are big. Yeah. Defense. When they get on the skates and put everything on, dude, these guys are massive. Yeah. Well, so the Champions League is. Um, uh, it's truly that it's a it's a round robin tournament between all the champions of the various European leagues, like the English Premier League champions sends uh four teams, the Spanish League champions sends their top two or three or four teams, and then they have this tournament within the season, and the two teams that make it to the final have a one game. Super Bowl, I'm guessing. And I would venture to say, oh, do we know where it's being played yet? Yeah, Stade de France. Oh, so, so it's in, in France. Yes. And so I would be very curious what the global audience is for something like this. Because it's, it's for the rest of the world, it's Super Bowl worthy. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Liverpool with all their stars and uh, Real Madrid with all their stars – It'll be fun. It's today, by the way. Got it. Well, I'm sure you'll keep me up to date. You're not going to watch? Probably not. After I set all this up and you're not going to More than likely not. It said in 2021, Champions League final brought in 700 million viewers. 700 million viewers. 2022 Super Bowl was 112 million. Oh, my goodness. Seven times greater population. Wow. Maybe I'll check it out. That's I'll check money. out the end result That's, at least. And, and okay, all right. So for you people, I always hate it when somebody said "you people." Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so for you people who are not <laughs> not soccer aficionados, please watch the whole game. You can't just tune in for five minutes. Yeah, you can't. It's not the kind of sport that you tune in for a couple of plays. It's not like that. Because if you watch the entire ninety minutes. You will see what I'm talking about. 
what these guys can do, and I mean all 11 positions, Yeah. what these guys can do, the athleticism involved, the speed, the agility, is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm a fan. All right, let's go to Genovo real quick. Uh, I always love to hear what he has to say. Genovo, good morning. What's up? Good morning, sir. Are you going to watch uh, the Champions League? I actually do watch soccer. Whoa! Uh, I actually do. My son, uh, as big as he is, he loves soccer. Applause loves to it. you. Loves it. Thank you. Now I got to get on you so you can write this script for Luca. Um, oh, jeez. You know, this allergic reaction that he seems to have when the ball is on the defensive side. So, so That's a sports medicine issue, by the way. Uh, yeah, he's, If he's allergic to defense, then we got to figure that out. I'm afraid if I give him Benadryl, it's going to slow him down. Yeah. No, I think you can give him something a little different, Doc. Maybe start him off with a little something lighter, you know, just so it won't make him a little sleepy. You, I, it's something going on. I, I really <laughs> think you need to evaluate him, bring him in. And, I'm going to tell you, I don't think Luca's allergic to defense. I think Luca spends – because when he does play defense, he's pretty good. You know, he's a wide body that can move and jump. So he, he's pretty good when he does play. The, the problem as I see it is – He's still kind of young, and he complains about the calls, and that slows him down from getting back. back. Doesn't get back. Particularly against a team like Golden State will kill you. So he's out of position before the play even gets going. So you're telling me as a doctor you're complicit in all this foolishness? (laughs) (laughs) Complicit. I'm not a coach. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm not a coach. Give him an excuse because he's young. B.S. He played with grown men. All I hear is he played with grown men in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be complicit with the patient. I'm, I'm not. And by the way, well, I, all kidding aside, um, yeah. Luca's one of the superstars in the league, and he's only no, 23. Often. He's only often. 23. Half. He's half. No, I'm not giving him nothing until he plays <laughs> some defense. Some defense. <laughs> you, some defense. I mean, come on. Doc, just just get just get in front of job. your man. Just get in front of your man. I mean, hold him or something. You don't even foul him. <laughs> yeah, look, hey, I'm, on, I'm I'm proud of the Mavs. I'm proud of how far they got. Um, I, I think it's. I'm not sure what happens in the off season. I don't know if they're going to lose anybody, but um, you know, they get one or two more parts. Uh, they're going to be a force. Okay, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm I don't know what to say about this doc. I'm gonna have to evaluate you on this defense thing. But um, but next is the uh, I believe that real quick, and I know you got to go. Coaches have getting paid and sneaking out in the middle of the night like these and getting paid and getting paid. What's wrong with these children getting paid? Well, hang on, hang on. First of all, I'm gonna answer that um by saying nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. I've always been okay with it. And and just so th- some of the newer listeners that may not know, you're a regular on the show, and you've got two kids that are playing play D- college ball, D1 yeah. college ball. So I, I absolutely get it. But but the problem is, how do they get paid? And and that's been the question now for well over a decade. You know, is everybody get an equal stipend? Or I, I'm not a big fan of this name, image, and likeness. I'm not opposed to college players getting paid. I'm not opposed to it at all. But we have to have a better system than the highest bidder. I mean, that, that that's a problem. Well, may I ask you this one question, sir, and I'm going to let you go. This might be a mic drop. Are you like every other doctor? Is your practice like every other doctor's service? Mm. Ooh. Ooh. 
Oof. Oh, good point. Good point, Genova. Good point. You win this round. Have a good weekend. See you, guys. Thanks, Look, I don't have an answer. I don't know that. And by the way, we're two doctors here. So, yes, we're sports fans, but we're just two doctors. So, our opinion probably just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, we certainly don't have the answer. But I, I do, th- and I love college sports. Yeah. I'm I'm a much bigger fan of college sports than I am of pro sports. But I think it's I think it's going to be a bit messy for a few years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild Wild West right now with this name, image, and likeness. Yeah. But so y- I think it's cool. I, I'm actually interested to see what happens. So you and I we talked about this last week. You know the the Nick Saban, mm-hmm. um, Jimbo Fisher, thing. Jimbo Fisher thing, and. And I think that's just a tip. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Uh, if uh, Guy, college players are going to be getting paid more than s- certain pro athletes, I believe. I, I I suspect that it's going to be well, not only the wild wild west. It's it's going to be what college has the deepest pocket boosters. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, you're going to be able to field a. A monster team. Yeah. All right. Um, Are we going to talk to the golf gods today? Think so. Good morning, guys. Are you there? There we go. What is up? So what are you? What are you doing working today? What? Yeah. Well, you know. Well, same thing you're doing. What are you doing working? Well, we are always. We work every weekend, but usually holiday weekends. You, you're. We're here in the best of the dock. I know, I know. You, you you've got a good point, but I, I think I had a lot to say today. So, all right. So, are you are you in Fort Worth? We are at the greatness of uh, Crest Cars, which is where we are every end of the month. Mm. Yeah. So, are you going to Fort Worth? Been there, and I'm done. You know, I'm I not- usually go during the practice rounds. That's if I'm going to interview yeah. players. It's they're at their most calm. And uh, but once the tournament starts, I'd rather watch the shots on TV because you can't see much. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So that's my bit. So are you, gonna, are you going to watch this Champions League? I'm just curious as to how widespread your sports knowledge is. Champions League. <laughs> is that soccer? Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, geez. There you go, uh, Doc. There you go. Well, are you going to watch the Monaco Grand Prix tomorrow? Yes. I'm all in on F1. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Brad, are you going to watch the Monaco Grand Prix? Do you have any idea what I'm no, talking about? No. No hey, and Brad. no. Yeah, hey, what's Brad. up? What's up? Let them talk about F1. Let's talk about Darvin Ham coaching the Lakers. Yeah, Good yeah. We didn't talk about that. Wait, did that get announced? Yeah. Yes, it did. Darvin Ham uh, yesterday. What is Where was his, he a coach previously? Yeah, what is his coaching experience? He was the, Dude, he's uh, been assistant top, for everybody. Yeah, like, he's been a top assistant for everybody. He's won a bunch of uh, championships as a player. And, uh, was he been, Arkansas? Where was he? No, he was Tech. He was he, Texas Tech. Tech, that's Shatter right. He was Backboard. really good. I remember he was, that. He was really high. good. He, yep. he won a championship with Detroit early mm-hmm. in the 2000s. And, uh, Players play, love him. He, he's, yeah, he's been the top assistant at Milwaukee. Well, the most important thing, LeBron must like him. Well, so this is the first <laughs> I've heard of this. It wouldn't happen if... It, it, exactly. <laughs> right? Otherwise. Well, his the reason why they picked him was because they said he's going to be the one guy who's going to be able to figure out what to do with Russell Westbrook. Oh. How's that? I doubt so that. I doubt <laughs> that. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> he is... Uh, I. You know, it's funny. You talk about you know you, the Mavericks. You talk about chemistry, and they have such great chemistry. I, I don't know what... Besides Luca, who else plays on another playoff team on that team? 
But right. Russell Westbrook, to me, as a basketball fan, was one of the most great watches. He is. 100% but he, agree. He doesn't win. 100% he's, agree. It's just it's one of those things. He's awesome to watch. He's just a great He would have been player. better in an individual sport. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He's not much of a team player. He, he's one of the greatest athletic oh, basketball explosive. players that, that I've ever seen. And I think but, his peak was when he was in Oklahoma City. Oh sure, and I don't know why. I don't know why the Durant Westbrook Harden thing didn't work. Oh, too many, too many egos. egos. Well, why didn't egos, uh, why didn't Kobe and Bru- and uh, and Shaq work out? Well, well it, it, it worked out. out a little it, bit. it worked out for some kind championships. Of. I mean, it, it, it could have been more, right? But they put up with each other. Yeah. Same did. reason why the Anthony Hardaway and and Shaq didn't work out. That would have mm-hmm. been oh my gosh if they could have got that to work. And I'm going to tell right. you that that the 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 best chemistry team that I personally have ever been involved with was the 2011 Mavericks. Yeah. I believe that. It it was uh, – there was – I think we had 15 guys on the roster who actually liked each other and hung around each other. That was so different. Probably like this year's team. Yeah, the difference was 11 had a lot of talent. Uh, We had a lot of talent. And it had a lot of – but it also had a lot of experience. Yep. It had a lot of experience on that team. Yes. It was a a bunch of guys who were at the right point of their career – that the championship was a uh, all or none. We, yep. we got to win it. And Dirk was much more mature than yep. Luca is now. Yep. And that's what the Mavericks need right now. The Mavericks, Mavericks need a Sean Marion, don't they? They do. Mm. You know, he was God, sitting next to Cuban awesome the other be. night. And a big, a big who can d up and Tyson Chandler, a, a gritty, yep. yeah, a grit dude. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so what are you guys going to talk about? A little golf. A little golf, <laughs> so, really? We're gonna talk. Rick has a story about tipping. Yes. Tipping in a restaurant. It's the enigma of tipping, and Craig and I are in t- typically on opposite sides of this. So yeah. I, have a, I have a saga if you, that real I'm going to bring quick, up If you guys have, have less than stellar service, do you still tip well? No. So I, 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 have I, to, I do. I have to I preface. I have to Brad, preface. You and I are like on the same page, aren't we? Let's go, man. I was. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for you, Brad. <laughs> well, he's an Adonis too, so I mean, I, I'm having. Easy. A, I'm having yeah, Adonis. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Good company. I think you were here for that, right? No, probably wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so all, all four years in college, I was a waiter at a restaurant. So was I. One of the hardest jobs that I ever had, but it was very humbling, and. I got accustomed to what service is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if the service is great, I'll tip really well. If yep. the service is crappy, I won't stiff them. I think that I can't do it. I just can't do it. Uh, but it would not. It would be reduced for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, I add something to that that I'll mention at 910. Uh. Oh, now i got to listen, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's the point, baby. That's radio. <laughs> That's <laughs> Teasing ahead. All right. Well, you guys have a good day. All right. Have have a great weekend, guys. Happy Memorial Day. All right. Uh, Speaking of, yeah, Memorial Day, very special holiday. Um, Remember what it's all about and be safe out there. Yes, indeed. On behalf of all of us here on Inside Sports Medicine and the ticket, until next week, tell your friends. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Park, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket. KTCK AM, Dallas-Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound. A cumulus media station.
program was furnished by Inside Sports Medicine Associates, LLC, and is responsible for its content.